Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Philadelphia, for the fourth time in the last five years, goes out in the Eastern Conference semis. We wanted to see if we had enough time to put it together, and clearly we did not. We tried to build a championship contender team so fast. We just came up a little short. The goal was to win a championship that they didn't happen. We all were not good enough. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Hotels.com. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Hotels.com. I'm Malika Andrews, and anyone who watches the show on a regular basis, you know that one of my rules is unless there is news surrounding a team, we only talk about the teams that are still playing. The 76ers, they are no longer one of those teams. But I'm going to put a little caveat on my rule because today is our day that we're going to put a bow on their season. And over the next 15 minutes, just 15 minutes, we'll get to the team still playing. We're going to ask three pressing questions surrounding Philadelphia. So one of those questions is with Joel Embiid. That's where we need to start. Another season that ended with an early playoff exit. So what exactly do the Sixers need to do this offseason to keep Joel Embiid happy before the process runs out in Philadelphia, right? So what does the loss to the Heat mean for Doc Rivers' future? That's question number two. The Philly faithful, they're starting to turn up the Heat on Doc's seat, so will he make it to his third season with the 76ers? And a question that I've asked I, I truly think no less than 100 billion times on this show, what's next for James Harden and his extension? Daryl Morey addressed that very question moments ago. Look, James is a great player. Like, I don't think we need to get... He, he has the ability to score, pass. I'm excited for... Doc and his staff to have a whole offseason uh, work with the, the players versus obviously because of our circumstances, you know, having it all come together in February makes it very difficult. I mean, and we also made a trade, guys, this year that, um, you know, once you make that trade, you add the talent, but then, you know, three goes out, one goes, you know, it, it does hurt your bench a little bit. And we understood that when we did it, but we thought it was the right thing to do uh, for the long term. So Harden's eligible to sign the largest contract in NBA history, $270 million over five years this offseason from the 76ers. But according to our Bobby Marks, a five-year, $150 million contract with partial guarantees in year five, that could make a little bit more sense for both sides. Harden would make less than his $47.4 million player option in year one, but he'd guarantee himself an additional $71 million overall in the first four years of that deal. All right, everyone with me, joined on set here by current Timberwolf, Timberwolves player, Timberwolf, Patrick Beverly, Pat Bev. We have Matt Barnes and senior writer Ramona Shelburne. Kendrick Perkins is going to be by shortly. But Ramona, nobody explains this Harden situation better than you. What are you hearing as the next step in this process? Well, the first step here is he's got a player option June 29th. Right. $47.4 million. Thank you. Pat, that's one year. One year. That's like a whole contract, right? Yeah, that's what I think. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. $47.4 million by June 29th. But my expectation is that the Sixers go to him and say, hey, that's a lot of money. And, if, and obviously, to get the 270 you have to pick up the player option, and then they do a, an extension off of that. But 
from where he is in his career and also based on what he said last night. He yep. said, I'll, I'll work with the team and I'll do whatever it takes to build a team that can win here. There are some very creative options that they can play with. If he does not pick up that player option, there is uh, an, uh, they can do a, a deal that's more like four for 120, which mm. is still $30 million a year or what Bobby suggested. But there is an option, Malika, and, and they'd have to get creative, but there's an option where they could create a second or third max, max slot deal. Ooh if he were willing to work with them on a much shorter or less expensive deal, it would also involve a trade of Tobias Harris in that spot. But there's an option where you could bring a third star to Philly right? if James Harden was truly willing to work with them in the way that he said last night. So there's so many options that are on the table. And Pat, you, you and James were teammates for a long time. What do you think the best step forward is for James and for the 76ers here? You gotta let us see it through. I, I believe you have to let us see it through. Uh, far as money is wise, you get a boy with whatever he's asking for. Unfortunately, it might sound kind of crazy, but there's no one in the league that can kind of do what he can do still at this time right now. So uh, you pay him, you give Doc, you know, give Doc a chance to do his thing against a healthy team upcoming this year. Maybe you get a couple more pieces, maybe a defender here, maybe a pit bull dog type of guy uh, this offseason, and and see what the dominoes fall at, at at the end of that year. What do you think, Matt? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've been a big, big fan of James. You know this whole playoff series. Mm -hmm. I've been holding out for that one game that yep. we're going to see James come back to being James, and I don't think he did. To me, I think you got to play the creative side. I think that Max, with all due respect, the way he's kind of come downhill just off maybe two years ago. Shannon Sharp said something crazy. I laugh, but it, he said it seems like James is aging in dog years. You know, one year is seven years, so I don't want to take it that far. Uh -huh. But there has been a, and because, partly because he set the bar so high. This yeah. guy is a 34, 12, and 8 guy just two years ago. You know what I mean? So for him, he's still at like 19, 9, and 7, which mm -hmm. are crazy numbers still. So as far as superstar being able to carry a team, I don't know if he's there, but I do believe that they need to run it back. I do believe with those two and a possibility of adding one more max through creativity and surrounding them with some shooters, mm -hmm. they still have something there. All right, I want to bring Big Perk into this conversation. <clears throat> Kendrick, Ooh. what is your Wait message to James Harden? What is my message to James Harden? Uh -oh. uh, it, it, it's, it's two words, trust and loyalty, okay? And... The trust is, is that he's going to make sure he do everything that he needs to do this offseason yeah. to come back in tip-top shape, to come back ready. And, I, and I'm not saying the James Harden uh, that we saw with the Houston Rockets, but at least come, what, come back uh, 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 a tier under that, okay? And then when I talk about the loyalty part of it, don't need you coming in, backstabbing Doc. Don't need you going to Dale Moore. Don't need the whispers behind Doc Rivers' back. Doc Rivers need to be able to coach with a clear head, knowing that his team, including James Harden, is all the way in. The fact that they had a players' meeting today spoke volumes about everything that's going on, you know, and they're going to bring Doc back next year. So that goes to show me that it's already talks in the works. And at the end of the day, you know, this is not James' team. This is Joel Embiid's team. So for James, it's all about the trust factor that he's going to do the right thing, not be out hanging out, doing all that, get, getting your body right, and then the loyalty factor, factor. Don't be getting behind Doc back and, you know, with those hidden agendas, really want Mike D'Antoni and did what he did last night 
in the second half and quit on Doc Rivers. All right, let's get to Doc Rivers. Uh, Doc and Daryl Morey spoke earlier today. Let's take a listen to that. Can you assure uh, the people of Philadelphia and us here that the head coach will be a b will be back next year? Yes. Okay. So uh, now a different question. Okay. <laughs> you get one. All right. <laughs> I just think Some he's a great coach. He's a great coach. I love working with him. I feel like um, I'm learning from him. All right. So we just heard from Daryl that Doc will be back. Ramona, is is this the end? Shot. Listen, everyone I talk to in the league expects this to be one to watch. This is a situation that over the next couple of weeks, I think everybody will be watching very closely because, like, as you know, there's still two head coaching jobs that are open in the NBA, the Charlotte Hornets and the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm -hmm. um, Doc Rivers is under contract for three more years here in Philadelphia. It's a lot of money that's left on his deal. Makes about $8 million a year. So, obviously, Doc would want to coach and wants all that money one way or another. So Daryl Daryl's saying the right thing here. I thought it was good that they had a united showing there. But uh, from what I, everyone around the league that I talked to mm -hmm. said, let's keep an eye on this one. All right, Matt Patton Park, you all played for Doc for a combined 11 and a half years. So Park, I'm going to start with you. What's the best resolution for Doc in Philadelphia here? Um, you, to be honest, I was hoping Doc would go in a different direction. Um, and for the reasons that I brought up for us with the James Harden and Dale Morey, their relationship. Um, you know, at the end of the day, man, when I look at Doc, I don't know how Pat Bev and Matt feel about Doc, but with me, I watch him be loyal to so many people, and I watch Doc Rivers get stabbed in the back so many times. And this is, you know, I just hate to see it for him. I just want him to be in a situation where one, his players is going to have his back. He's going to be the. He's going to be allowed to be the best version of Doc Rivers. And I would like to say this: before James Harden got there, it wasn't pressure on Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers had that team playing great basketball. Joel and B was playing at his. At, I mean, some of the best basketball of his career. Um, you know, to be honest, so I, I love Doc being able to coach Joel and B and their relationship. But I would rather him be somewhere else because I really just don't trust Dale Moore and James Harden at this point. Mm. Doc is a great motivational, give you energy type coach. I mean, the one mm -hmm. thing that sticks with me my whole career was when he told, you know, be a star in your role. Doc is great at these sound bites that will get you going. But it seems like every situation he's been in, a few years in, there starts to be a similar narrative. Guys are starting to tune him out. Guys aren't listening. He's making too many moves. With the Clippers, he had like four or five different hats on, so he was trying to win and bring players in and do sign players and do all this other kind of stuff. There seems to be the similar narrative once Doc gets somewhere that, you know, the first few years it looks good and, you know, rah, 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 but then shortly after that, it always seems to turn out to the same situation. So I'll, I'm going to just leave it at that. No, I'm, I'm going to add a little bit to that. I, uh, I got totally faith in Doc. I think he's done a great job with this team from the beginning to the end. Uh, we're not having this conversation if Joel Embiid is healthy the first two games. Let's not let's not jump let's not jump too far. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all the the stuff that he had going with Ben Simmons to be able to be a coach in this league and and, and go through all that and still be successful with trades without your main guy, without one of the best defensive guy, the defensive players out there, and still have a chance to compete for a championship. Your main player, he's not there for two games. I mean, just take a break a little bit and give give Doc a lot of credit, man. He's done a great job with this team this year. Pat, you mentioned Joel Embiid. So for 
the, the second straight season. He finished second in MVP voting, but was also eliminated before the conference mm -hmm. finals. So what can the Sixers do to keep him happy in Philadelphia? Take a listen. Maybe we didn't have enough time all together. Maybe we just wasn't good enough. I just know that uh, we just wasn't tough enough. At this point, uh, we should need Anybody to motivate us? You still have faith in this coaching staff and this front office? Yeah, I mean, um, man, yeah. But the players also got to do their jobs. Everybody expected uh, the Houston James Harden, uh, but that's not who he is anymore. Life, je dois que je you That's my guy. It's my brother. I uh, still don't know how we let him go. I wish I could have gone to battle with him. Have a great summer. Ramona, you've done extensive reporting around Joel Embiid and the 76ers. What needs to happen here to keep Joel happy? I mean, the time is now, right? He's 28 years old. He's in the middle of his prime. He did sign a long-term extension with them. He signed a five-year extension with the Sixers, so he's yep. under contract for a long time. I know from having spoken to Joel, he wants to play his whole career in Philly. He loves it there. would love to bring a championship there. But losing the second round, I mean, he gave a quote that reminded me a little of a Kobe Bryant quote that, Matt, I think you were a part of this team. Um, any year you don't win is, that's it. It's yep. a waste, right? And, um, you know, in one hand, he says, I wish Jimmy Butler was still my teammate, and I don't, can't believe we let him go. And then... Very later on in that press conference, he says he's not the same James Harden as we saw in Houston. I mean, those those are pretty strong quotes. Yeah, those no, are pretty strong. Even though he delivered it in an understated way, those after are pretty strong a loss, quotes. though, after a big after loss. After a loss, you're right. So you have to gauge gauge the emotion. Yep. You know, gauge the emotion before we jump ahead again. I mean, I just think any at, as anyone, you lose a game, you're frustrated. You know. But uh, do I wish I played with some of my old teammates? For sure, you know, but is that the situation now? No. As a superstar, um, like, like he is, or any star in your role, uh, I bet my bar on footed with uh, Doc, you got to make it happen. Yeah. You know, simple as that, you got to make it happen, and he has to. How do you process that with, on the one hand, thinking about some of those old teammates, because you've been in the situation, but also knowing that this is the group you have and you want to move forward with? What's the push-pull there? No, you got to get better, whatever that is. Look yeah. yourself in the mirror first, see what you could have done. Of course, health was a big part of it. Um, uh, getting James halfway through the season, him not healthy, again, helps a big part of it. You know, like, like Perk said, best thing he said was work on your body. And you just summon to work on everybody's bodies and come, come back to the round table and see how it goes. So, Matt, knowing that, what say you? Um, I mean, I think Embiid said everything he was supposed to say as a leader of that team. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He, he, he didn't want to give anyone bullet bull material or take shots at anyone because they had a bad experience doing that last year with Ben Simmons. Uh, but at the same time, to me, he sounds very unconfident about management and the moves they've made. Obviously, I, I'm not the only one that thought now, them choosing Jimmy Butler over Tobias Harris wasn't a very good move. Then you get rid of all his shooting, which, you know, Joel Embiid's needs space. You get rid of the J.J. Reddicks and the other guys like that. So I think, obviously, his loyalty, he's going to want to be in Philly. Philly loves him and, and would love to keep him. But I think management has to step up to the plate and really start putting, building around him before they were building around uh, Ben Simmons. And when, when the, Embiid has always been the best player on that team. So now you really got to start building around him and figure out what you need to do to put pieces around him to make him successful because he's doing everything he absolutely can to get this team where they've been. Granted, like Pat said, you know, injuries played a big part um, yep. in this year's playoffs, but this guy's been a monster. He's played through a broken face and a, a, a thumb he's going to need to have surgery on. So he's done what he needs to do. They need to start helping him from a, a front office standpoint. 
then obviously we saw Danny Green as well last Ooh. night go down with a knee injury. The Athletic is now <laughs> reporting that he has a torn ACL. Uh, for the 76ers. I promised 15 minutes. That was 15 minutes and 70 se 17 seconds. Hey. So, still to come on NBA Today, we'll ask our panel what they think is wrong with Chris Paul these last couple of games. Do not miss that conversation. And Giannis and Drew, they mounted an amazing comeback in Milwaukee for Game 5 for Milwaukee. Do our experts see that series ending tonight? If that happens, awaiting them in the conference finals will be Bam Adebayo. And he joins us to talk about all things Miami. That's next as NBA Today rolls on. I'm Bam Adebayo, and you're watching NBA Today. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today is presented by Hotels.com. Find your perfect somewhere. And in part by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. A lot of our guys on our team are, are overlooked. Getting it out the mud to excel from that. We all got that chip. And my boys make major moves. Still the same ones that I came with. Denied! Bam Adebayo flexing his defensive muscle. This time I'm on the grind. Oh, I'm shining. Nothing can stop me. Bam is an ultimate winner. Playoffs. You get on that big stage, you just got to make big plays. I was just giving my all. I'm taking it there. Fresh off his Miami Heat squad dispatching the Philadelphia 76ers. The Miami Heat are now the first team to earn a spot in the conference finals. I am joined by the big man that's holding it down in South Beach, Bam Adebayo. Welcome to NBA Today, my friend. How you doing? How you doing? I'm so glad that you're here with us. Uh, we're just going to dive right in. Between getting the one seed, advancing to the conference finals, it's been an impressive run that you all have been on this year. But why do you believe that this is the Miami Heat's year? Uh, I mean, we have a good mixture of vets, uh, guys who've won, and then youth. And then you have coaching also, uh, the history of the sport. So that's why I feel like we have, you know, this is our, like, best year of winning. Your team <laughs> awaits the winner of Bucks Celtics. Would any part of you relish in the opportunity to take on Milwaukee if they do advance just to kind of be able to wash that taste out of your mouth from last year's sweep? Yeah, of course. But uh, you know, it it doesn't it doesn't matter which one. Uh, in in our opinion, you know, we, we're just we're prepared, we're ready. Uh, everybody's playing at a high high level right now, so we're we're, we're just waiting to see who play. You sit, you sit, you wait, you see who you play. You mentioned that you don't care who it is. On the flip side, though, Boston does have the Defensive Player of the Year in Marcus Smart, an award that you played your way into the conversation for. We all know that Heat culture, it's all about playing for championships, but would there be any sort of extra motivation on both sides to revenge the sweep and then to maybe have a defensive play on the Defensive Player of the Year? Uh, nah, that's his award. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But 
You know, it's just uh, the the Boston was between me and Jason. Mm. Uh, just a, a you know a guy I, grew, I almost grew up with. Um, you know, playing and competing against him. So that would be the other side. Would you be texting with him during the series, or is it like no, no communication? We're friends outside nah. the lines. Nah. No talking. Nah, I'm not talking. <laughs> so ga game six, will you be watching that as a group tonight to see who you're going to take on? Not as a group. Uh, I feel like everybody, you know, will be with our families and mm. everybody will be watching. But <clears throat> we'll all be playing, paying close attention to you know tendencies, schemes. Uh, the pace and little things like that. Let's talk about your teammate Jimmy Butler. He's playing at an incredibly high level this postseason. It might be his best ever. For, do you think that it's his best ever that he's been playing at? No, because what he was doing in the bubble was unreal. Yeah. Uh, and especially to the final. So this, this is runner-up right now. This is runner-up. So that, that's a little extra motivation for him, and he probably knows that. But what is it about his play right now that allows you all to click on all cylinders? I mean, he's just, <clears throat> he's being that all-around player. Mm. Right now, you know? He's defending at a high level, you know, he's scoring at a high level, you know, getting guys open, uh, rebounding, and, you know, just really being Jimmy Butler. Uh, you know, he's just being himself. Uh, he's letting his game speak for him. He's performing. I know that Jimmy told our friend George Sedano that there's not going to be any big face conference finals discounts. It's still full price. But you told me in the bubble that you wanted him to start making donuts. Have you had any luck with that? No. Is he still pushing for it, though? Nah, I, I get it. You You're just trying to get that discount now. Now it's just about getting it. Can you please give it two for $10 as opposed to a $20 cup? Yeah, he's, uh, he's overpricing his, uh, his car. We'll make sure to let him know. Maybe, maybe if you get to the finals, then that's when the discounts come in handy. Thank you so much, Bam Adebayo, for joining us here on NBA Today. This man said, you're welcome. Still ahead, the man always has a smile on his face. How Giannis has ascended to the king of dad jokes? Yeah, you heard that correctly. And a couple of folks who know Chris Paul very well are on this show, Matt Barnes and Pat Bev, on YCP has disappeared a bit these last couple of games. Plus, we'll of course preview tonight's game six between Memphis and Golden State. What can we expect next in this roller coaster of a series as NBA Today continues? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to NBA Today presented by Hotels.com. The Celtics, the Bucks. Game six is tonight right here on ESPN. And what Ooh. a series it has been. Remember game one in Boston. The Bucks they started off the series strong. Giannis put up triple-double. Just manhandling the Celtics off the backboard to himself. Brad Stevens, he couldn't even stay to watch the whole thing. The Bucks take game one. So then on to game two. This is where the Celtics respond. Jalen Brown breaks Grayson Allen's ankle. Sorry, Grayson. He went for 30 
The Celtics made 20 threes. The Bucks, they only made three. So the Celtics, they win game two, 109-86, which brings us to game three. We're in Pfizer Forum at this point. Giannis, he put up a cool 42 points, including a go-ahead bucket with 44 seconds left. And then the Celtics, remember, they had a chance to send it to OT. Oh. Marcus Smart, it went perfectly, but they just couldn't quite get the tip in in time. So the Bucks win game three, 103-101. Game four, that's when Giannis dunked on Al Horford. Ugh. And then stared him down afterwards. And Al Horford goes, OK, bet. Uh, I'm going to take that personally. And so then we go ahead to the fourth quarter where he gets his revenge. Horford and Jason Tatum, they both went for 30 that night. And the Celtics won game four, 116 to 108. Which brings us to the all-important game five. So the Bucks they overcame a 14-point deficit in the fourth. Look at Bobby Portis here. A clutch put back off that missed free throw to give the Bucks the lead. And then on the other end, I'm not going to say Drew Holiday. I'm going to say Pat Connaughton, Pat Beverly. Mm -hmm. Clutch defensive play. And then this seals it. Ooh. Drew Holiday gets the steal. And that would be all that she wrote. So we'll pose the question to the folks that played and are still playing the game at a very high level. Hey, look, Perk's back. Hey, Perk. True or false? <laughs> the Bucks advance tonight. Pat, starting with you. True. Okay, Matt. False. Oh, tiebreaker perk. You know what? I, I mean, I picked the Celtics in seven, but because of Giannis Antetokounmpo and, and, and the great thing about being on television is I could switch whenever I want. <laughs> I got the Bucks. I got the Bucks ending it tonight. Giannis Antetokounmpo scares me, and when mm -hmm. we talk about Game Six, the only Game Six I can remember. Is last year game six in the finals and how he closed that out in good fashion. I thought the Celtics dropped the dropped the ball, losing at home, being up 14. And right now, Giannis is giving me that LeBron James vibe where no matter how good your team is, he is going to be in the way of you, especially when it comes down to the Eastern Conference. Ramona? Uh, I, I will also say the Bucks are going to end it. I just They just have that sparkle to them. They won a championship. They're making championship plays. I picked the Celtics as well, Perk, but I, I think they end it tonight. I think the Bucks end it. Giannis has that look in his eyes like he's focused. All right. I've got oh, a look question. at you because you picked the books. You just <laughs> look at you. Hey, Perk, we finally agree on something too, man. There you go. It's, it's a, a start. It's a start. That's not a. Perk. That's that's not a good thing. That's, that's a not a start. Good for you have to look at the positives of everything. It's a start. <laughs> okay, I've, I've got a question for you guys though, and I have a question for everyone at home. Think about this one for a second. Okay. Please. All right. Why is the calendar afraid? Because its days are numbered. You get it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, down. not feeling oh, that one. Boy. All right, how about this one, Pat? You sold it. <laughs> Why do dads take an extra pair of socks with them when they go golfing? In case they get a hole in one. one. So. I see that one's funny. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. All right, I tried. I, I, I. Uh. I can't compete with Giannis. Matt just got it. Matt just got it. Matt took it. I got it. I got it. I didn't want to get it. I'm proud of you, Matt. All right. I can't compete with Giannis, clearly, when it comes to dad jokes. And if you don't believe me, just take a listen. It can feel like an ordeal, endured at best, if not avoided entirely. Both teams play hard. Both teams play hard. Both teams play hard. Let's face it. Seems like not everyone enjoys the post-game press conference. Be better tomorrow. Okay. But 
Let's open, let's open that with a joke. Giannis Antetokounmpo isn't like anyone. And when he sits down at the microphone, the Buck superstar turns into your parents. Um, what do you call a cow on the floor? Anybody know? Ground beef. <laughs> when a guy like Giannis, who is arguably the best player on the planet right now, goes up there and starts his press conference with a dad joke, it kind of takes you aback. Reading from a book entitled Dad Jokes, Giannis turns his post-game media sessions into open mic night at the comedy store. Okay. Why did the audience lose the race? He ran out of juice. <laughs> so he's not Jerry Seinfeld. Did Seinfeld ever average a double-double? Threw it to himself. Oh, he's eviscerating the Celtics inside. Wow. For Giannis, the post-game podium really is a second stage to showcase his burgeoning skills in a different arena entirely. When the cows go out, where do they go? Anybody know? To the movies. It's like, well played, sir, well played. I mean, that was terrible, but because it was so bad, it's, it's the best dad joke you're gonna get. He's an entertainer, and he knows it. We eat it up. We love it. What do you call a fake noodle? A pasta. And the funniest thing about Giannis and these jokes is that nobody laughs harder than Giannis at his own jokes. <laughs> it all tells a story about his situation in Milwaukee, a saga of smaller market mutual appreciation. Fans here cherishing his Greek freak skills on the court and his curious mind off it, allowing his personality to shine. I think that genuineness, authenticity that, that Giannis speaks with, plays with, really connects. It's always an adventure. Man, between the dad jokes and the Oreos. Who in their right minds? Who does this? Then came the time he first discovered dipping Oreos in milk. Bro, this is amazing, you know? So obviously I did have one, I had like 12 of them. And then uh, I realized from now on, that's a every night snack for me. That was just one of those moments where we sit back and realize, you know, some of the little things that we take for granted in life, he's still experiencing here in America for the first time. So while not every NBA postgame presser can be a laugh fest. Why do you care? <laughs> even as he performs under playoff pressure, Giannis can still delight on both stages. Why did the football coach went to the back? You guys know why? You get his quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's too good. Big Perk, you're a dad. You have, <laughs> you have like a whole starting lineup uh -huh. of children. Do you have a dad joke that you think that you can hold your own next to Giannis? You, you know what? I don't have dad jokes. My line is pretty much go to bed, do your homework type thing. But I did call my boy Dan Olowski, okay? <laughs> oh, and Dan no. Olowski gave me a he few. Like he, a said, he said, which cat is the least loyal? Which? A cheetah. Oh. <laughs> I kind of like that one. I kind of yeah. like that one. Hold on, hold okay. on. I got, I, got, I got a few more. Oh, okay. I got a few. <laughs> right. I got a few more. Y'all stay still. Why did Eminem prefer the Johnson and Johnson vaccine? Why? You only get one shot. 
and one opportunity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, okay. Danny. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. He got. He, oh he got, gosh. He got one more. I'm on the road. I'm on the road. Dan on the road. What would the Terminator be called in his retirement? What? The Exterminator. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, if you want to make, if you want to make, tell jokes in front of Malika. She gonna laugh for you for sure. She gonna get you first some money. First of all, who set this up, right, with this emoji at the end? Talking I about think they're funny. I still think mine that I told on the show earlier this year was the best. Can't, do do do, pe do pencils poop? Yeah. How else would you get number two pencils? Oh. That's still my favorite. It's so good. All right. Before like said, this is going we're learning off the rails today. More NBA today <laughs> after the break. <laughs> you guys, it's uh, funny. You know what? It's funny. You have a good day. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. People assume they can't afford great insurance, but State Farm has surprisingly great rates that fit any budget. Yeah, just like people assume that we have this huge research staff that's feeding us stats. You don't? JJ. Ah! You okay? I'm great. How are you? It looks like you haven't slept in a week. I think I've got it. The, the, the pick and roll It's the Pythagorean theorem in reverse. <laughs> You're a genius. I know. Tune into the NBA on ESPN, presented by State Farm. Before the game, you have that feeling you're like butterflies in your stomach. I think it's a big challenge. We like challenges. Luka Doncic headed into the Dallas locker room. And right now, back on the floor. Doncic! Transcendent would be the word. Deep in his bag like the fries are at the bottom. Game seven on Sunday, folks. This is the greatest two words in sports. We're going to relive till the end. Best words in basketball, in my opinion. The first game seven of the 2022 playoffs is officially on the books thanks to a rough week for Chris Paul and the Suns. They coasted to a 2 nothing series lead, but then Phoenix has dropped three out of its last four games to Luka Doncic and the Mavs, including a 113-86 loss last night in game six. It was the fourth straight game that CP3 failed to register more made field goals than turnovers. That's the longest streak of his postseason career. So, Pat. You were actually traded for, for Chris Paul. That was a deal between the Rockets and the Clippers. You battled him on the court throughout yeah. your entire career. What is the main reason that you think that things maybe have been just a little bit off over these last couple of games? They're attacking him. Mm. They're attacking him. And, and Jay Kidd openly said it. They're attacking him off the dribble. Luka's posting him. Jalen Brunson's attacking him. It's hard. It's hard trying to play defense, trying to create and trying to score. You yeah. know, it's hard. Two-way players are, are very limited in this league. And, you know, he's been tested right now. 
What do you think, Matt? I think he hit it on the head. You know, they've, they've, they've pointed him out on the defensive end. Same thing that, you know, Phoenix has tried to do to Luka. They've tried to point it. But, you know, Chris is 37 now. He's getting a little bit older. But, you know, over the last four games, he's 9.6 assists, four rebounds, but also four turnovers. But what, what, what troubles me is he hasn't even taken more than 10 shots in any of those four games. Mm. But he's shooting... 50% from the field and 54% from the three-point line. So to me, that kind of tells me, as Pat was touching, is he tired? You know, is, is are they just really wearing him down? He feels like his best move is to get his other guys involved. So I feel like he really needs to step up. Obviously, role players are going to play a big part in this game seven, but CP needs to have a big game if his team's going to advance. I think they, I think they've taken the legs away from him. If I'm pretty sure, like, in order for him to be, like, successful at those shots, most of those shots he's taking are spot-ups. Mm. So he's not with the ball a lot. So he's not creating as often a lot of energy there. So most of his shots have been spot-ups, and they're trying to use them at that point. But you could tell they just they just grind them down. It's just one of those series, the playoffs. You got to exploit the matchup, and that's the matchup. So more about the Mavs' defense rather than what Chris can do, or is it shot selection for him? No, I just think it's more of, like, okay, we're going to go at Chris. We're going to go at Chris. We're going to try to make DeAndre Aiden the second lead, leading scorer. And if we, you know, if I'm Jay Kidd, if I'm the head coach of a team, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm happy with that. I could, if, And if I lose that way, I hate losing, but if I lose that way, DeAndre Aiden being the leading scorer and Chris Paul struggling, I've done my job. So all of that being said, we talked about it in the break. Oftentimes it's the team with the best player that can come out and win game seven. But who you got? Mm. I got I got to go with, you know, I, I just faced him last year. Boy, was cooking me. <laughs> got to go with Luka. Got to. He's played in game seven. I don't know. I, besides CP. I don't think anyone on the roster has played in the game seven. Yeah. You know, besides, obviously, you know, ja JaVale McGee, but no one for sure in the starting lineup. So I have to, I have to go with Luka, man. He's been, playing, he's been playing well, and, you know, Dallas has been on the road. Luka, hands down, is the best player in this series, and they know, normally say the best player in game seven wins, but I'm going to have to go against that move right there mm. for the, just the simple fact that they're back in Phoenix. It's a crazy atmosphere, and this has really been about the role players. You know what the stars are. CP's been struggling a little bit. The stars are going to give you what they're going to give you. Consistently, you know, Luka's going to do what he does. Book's going to do what he does. Uh, but the role players on the road for the Mavs, Bullock in, in Phoenix is at eight points and five rebounds. Finney is at eight points, three rebounds. Yep. Dinwiddie at two and two. You know what I mean? So those guys have been very comfortable in Dallas, haven't fared very well in Phoenix. Again, role players are going to be important, but more important than that, CP3 has to step up in Game 7. Role players tend to play better at home, but experience, it still matters. The winner of Game 7 between Dallas and Phoenix, they're going to face whoever comes out of that Grizzlies-Warriors mm. Golden State. Golden State. <laughs> Why y'all keep playing? Uh, Golden State. Matthew, you agree with Pat? Golden Absolutely. State's coming out? Absolutely. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Golden State, yeah, <laughs> fix that. <laughs> All right, it's going to be Golden State. So who do you have getting the win in San Francisco tonight? Is it done tonight or is it going to seven? Uh, I mean, that, of course, you know, that place is going to be electric tonight. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be rocking. I mean, it's going, you probably can't even hear yourself speak, call out defensive coverage. Just so just from that standpoint, like, like, like Matt said we're about the Phoenix Suns, but to that standpoint, for sure. Plus, you have to imagine that after the performance that Golden State had in Game 5, there's got to be something that clicks Well, the last two them. games, you know, you think about it, they got, uh, you know, they got lucky because they played bad, but it was at home and they were able to pull through. Mm. Uh, they didn't have the same luck in, in, in Memphis, but... If I'm the Warriors, they've been playing with house money. They got through, and you got to stop playing with these young boys. Stop giving them confidence. You got to end it tonight because there's no telling what can happen in a game seven in Memphis. That's one of the loudest arenas in the uh, in the uh, in the NBA. Yeah. No job. These guys are really motivated. And Pat Bev will tell you, as role players as we were during our career, we took pride when our superstars didn't play, and we still got to win. Yeah. That that, that says a lot about the team and, and, and the role players and how strong the role players are. So these guys are really bought in and are very confident. Golden State has to close the door tonight in San Francisco. Because 
because you'll never know what happened in a game seven in Memphis. When a game seven comes into play, yeah. you don't you don't want to throw mess everything with that. out the window. I'm going from here, this show, to the airport because I'll be on the sidelines for mm -hmm. that game in just a couple of hours. Still ahead though on NBA Today, you may have noticed some changes to the NBA's most iconic hardware. Well, we're talking trophies when we return. Stay tuned. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Hotels.com. From 1947 to 1976, the NBA awarded its champion the Walter A. Brown Trophy, which is, is like the Stanley Cup. It went from team to team. But then, in 1977, the league introduced what's now known as the Larry O'Brien Trophy, and each team gets to keep it. So now, for the first time in 45 years, the league's iconic trophy is getting modified. The redesigned Larry O'Brien Trophy is right here alongside these other postseason trophies, and Kirk Goldsberry has more. Nothing more beautiful in the world. It belongs to all of you forever. Here it is, Jack and Bill. It's the most iconic trophy in NBA history. It's the holy grail of hoops. Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer have embraced it. And for the first time since it was introduced in the 1977 finals, the NBA is giving the Larry O'Brien Trophy a makeover. It's our 75th season, and so the idea was if you could bookend the first 75 and look forward to the next 75, what sort of things would you do to celebrate that and to reframe or reform everything that we do? And, and one of those things was the trophies. The updates are the result of a unique collaboration between the league, a Los Angeles designer named Victor Solomon, and the world-famous Tiffany & Co., who has produced the Larry O'Brien Trophy for decades. We traveled to Cumberland, Rhode Island to get an exclusive peek as a world-class team of makers at Tiffany & Co. brought Solomon's new designs to life. After a half century, the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. The silhouette of the Larry O'Brien is too iconic to ever disrupt, but we felt like there were a lot of opportunities to contribute to the design and create little nuances to spin it forward. First and foremost is literally reorienting the silhouette of the trophy to be up and to the right and facing literally forward and the seams of the ball facing forward in a way that it hadn't been before. And then we did a more literal interpretation of a basketball net on the column. And in celebration of the 75th anniversary and the long history of champions, 
there was an idea to remember the past while also honoring the present. On that top base, we put all of the previous champions. As you win going forward, your name will be etched on the second base, but you see the teams before you. The NBA is in the midst of a major awards overhaul, reshaping and renaming some of its most important trophies after some of its most legendary players. We've already seen new trophies named after Kobe Bryant and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar unveiled, but starting this season, the league's conference championship trophies will be named after Oscar Robertson and Bob Cousy. And whoever wins the MVP of the Eastern and Western Conference Finals will take home trophies named after Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. When you think about the journey of a player or a team throughout an entire season, there's hard work that goes in from the day they picked up a basketball until the day they achieved that goal. It's really about how do we reform all these to create a family of trophies that have a relationship with each other and elevate the aesthetics of them so that those who win them can truly appreciate them. So cool. So Steph Curry has the shortest odds to take home the Bill Russell Finals MVP at plus 275 as his Warriors are the overall title favorites at plus 220. We know Pat Bev likes that. That's according to Caesar Sportsbook. Steph's followed by Giannis, Jimmy Butler, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. NBA Today will be back in 60 seconds. NBA Today is presented by Hotels.com. Find your perfect somewhere. I'm Malika Andrews, host of NBA Today, and we're hitting the road with a whole crew. I'm the most unbiased person on this panel. So get ready for some special guests. At what point did you know? Yeah, night before. <laughs> All the breaking news. There's a growing confidence that Joel Embiid will be back. And of course, unforgettable moments. <laughs> Is that my watch? No. I guess that says it all. Join us for NBA Today weekdays at 3 Eastern on ESPN. Man, I can't wait to hit the road. We're going to have so much fun. We're also going to have fun in this final segment. Since Matt and Pat are here, I thought it would be fun to play a little game. Who said that? Matt or Pat? So I'm going to read a quote, and you guys are going to guess. I don't know if you guys are going to remember. This has got to be PG, because I've said a lot of stuff that can't be said on NBA. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see about this first one. Let's get to the first quote. Y'all ready? I'm trying to kill him. Simple. Things didn't go well there. They're now my enemy. Mm. I think Pat said that. Go. Whoa. I don't remember saying that, but that's something we both would say. Who said it? Matt, you said that. Matt, you just told me right here that was Pat. I just probably don't remember it, but it's something we both would say. Okay, see, I thought it was Pat. All right, on to the next. Let's see who. I don't believe in disrespecting the game. I don't know. I'm going to go with Matt. Who said it? I'm going with Matt. Oh, it's Pat. I am so bad at this. I Gosh, I'm so. Hey, that definitely wasn't me. I. <laughs> Carry on, on to the next one. <laughs> it's just culture change, and we did that. We changed the city, we changed the look of the Clippers. Yeah, man, that's me, my guy. I said that behind the scenes. Uh-huh. <laughs> With Lob City. Yeah, sure. All right, Pat, ding, ding, ding. All right, one more. Y'all ready? I came to the point yeah, where I man. said... <laughs> Was that yeah, Matt? Yeah, you have to finish that. Uh, <laughs> is it Matt? Sorry, kids. Who said it? Oh, yeah. Matt. Oh, gosh. 
Sorry, kids, you're hiding behind that Rest one. Rest in peace to my brother Cole. That's what that was about. Yikes. Um, well, at least it was fun. Look, I, I, I'm kind of mad that I didn't do better at that game. you got to have people who have more contrast because we're too similar. Yeah, so that yeah really it seems like it could have been either one of you, a little bit of toss up. Richard well, Jefferson, somebody me, else. Like I think that. me and Perk could probably do it. I think that people would be surprised by the similarities. All right, that's going to do it for us. We will see you all on Monday from Chicago. NFL Live is coming up next. <laughs>